What's hood at a main? Welcome to another episode of the ATM at the minute podcast. I'm here with Jackson Stover today, and we are ready to interview Andrew Hardy, the yes, electric. Sir. You ready for that? Oh, it's gonna be incredible! I can't wait. Gonna be good. Talking a little Patriots. Who can contend with them? Seems like there's only a few teams out there who are gonna give him a shot this year. Yeah, we're gonna take and a we're deep gonna... dive into his mind, pick his brain on uh, what's gonna happen with New England football here. Yes, sir. Then we got a little fantasy trade targets. Who we're seeking out to have on our squad for the rest of the season. Who we're fading. Who we want to get off of our roster because they've been giving us hell or they haven't lived up to expectations. Yeah, we'll let you know what to do. Buy them low, sell them high. That's all I'm saying, but we'll get there. Yes, sir. And then finally, Jack McGrath coming on. $100 college football picks, and we will end the show with best bets. How's it going? Oh, oh, my man. Great. How's it going for you, brother? It's going pretty good. Yeah. How's San Diego? Does it miss me? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, do y'all just want to get right into things? Sure. I'm game. Andrew is. The Hardy Show is back, baby. I'm, I right. can't be more excited. Same. So, Andrew, tell us how you're feeling about the Patriots start. It's been a while. A lot has happened. The Antonio Brown nonsense. Patriots are still undefeated. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling amazing. I think this amazing. is going to be a great season, and it's it's all looking up for us. It's gonna it's gonna be great. Finish this season. Hopefully we can be undefeated, but most likely we'll probably lose to one or two teams. But it just the defense is just amazing, and the offense is doing well too. It just it really can't be stopped. Really. Do you wish Antonio Brown was still there? Like, how did you feel about how all that went down? You know, I wish he was there, but we really didn't need him to succeed in our division and also in the league. We already had a bunch of talent like running backs and wide receivers and we have Josh Gordon coming back but I don't think we really needed him it would have helped a lot that would make some games like at Kansas City and Baltimore easier but yeah it sort of really didn't really help a lot but it's a shame that he had some off the field stuff but yeah sorry it wasn't really a bad situation that uh, he got released so yeah. I say it's, yeah. yeah, it sucks, but the Patriots definitely didn't need him. So going forward, are there any matchups, any specific games that you've got circled that you're worried about that you think could trip the Patriots up? I probably have two on the schedule for the Patriots, and one of them is not Kansas City like most people would have. I think, you think they'll handle business with Kansas City? Yeah, and you, you saw like – on Sunday, on Sunday, I believe it was Sunday night against the Colts. Like they just got embarrassed by Indianapolis, and Indianapolis doesn't have a 
fantastic team. Like they haven't been like they weren't like contenders to begin with. But I still, right. I, I, I think wouldn't say they're contenders. Good. They're competitive, but yeah. But I think the two teams to look at the matchups were would be at Baltimore and then at Houston. I think the, those could be trap games for the New Englands. But I, I can't. I have those circled. But I think we'll probably win at least one of them. I'm, you think I feel Baltimore like could trip them up? It's just New England hasn't had a great pass at Baltimore against the Ravens in the past and haven't, hasn't done well against them in the postseason a couple years ago. But Baltimore is still a good team. Lamar Jackson's still doing well. Then you have Deshaun Watson doing his thing in Houston. So you just never know with those two teams. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Houston's one of the ones – that they're just kind of a weird team. It feels like they play everyone close. And if that goes into a shootout in a weird way, I can see Deshaun Watson winning that game. Yeah, definitely. And probably at the beginning of the season, I probably would have looked at the Cleveland matchup, like maybe like, oh, Baker could get better. But yeah, yeah. Um, he's not really feeling a lot. Feeling dangerous right now, so. No, no, he's not. Uh, did y'all see the Richard Sherman thing where, like, I don't really oh, yeah. want to talk about Baker Town because I'm so worn out with him, but, um, like, oh, yeah. when that, they yeah. didn't shake hands or whatever and the media made a big deal out of it and Richard Sherman said Baker hurried off, but it's whatever, we're on to the next, blah, 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 and then video comes out of them shaking hands. It's just weird. Like, I don't understand that. You know, why would, like, what's Richard Sherman got the game by line, you know? I don't know. It just he thinks he's a better man and calling him out, but it just sort of looks bad on him, and he probably just should forget about this. That's, yeah, that was the best Baker looked that's on That's Stanford night. privilege right there, man. Stanford <sighs> privilege. Yeah. Something like that. But, yeah, that, that clip was the best Baker looked all night. Andrew. Uh, go for yep. it, Peter. You said you're kind of looking over the Chiefs. I, I'm not going to put those words into your mouth, but that's kind of what you're hinting at. You Not you, worried, at least. You're not that worried about the Chiefs? Realistically, who do, you, who do you actually think can contend with the Patriots? In the AFC, are there any teams other than Kansas City you're looking at? You, you know, like, I, I'm not saying, like, oh, we're going to blow out Kansas City. I think – it should be like we'll probably win by seven to ten points. We'll keep it uh, close late, but I still think that's they're a great team. But I really don't see any other team in the AFC like so that we'll compete with New England. Even playoff wise, you don't think Kansas City could do it? Because I mean that playoff game last year that was back and forth. Came and down a few to a couple calls. Plays. Yeah, it came down to a few plays. It could have gone different. And I mean, you can't make excuses for the Chiefs losing and say they should have won the game or anything, but. I mean, the ball bounces a different way a couple times, and who knows? D4 Kansas City might win that game. Yeah, yeah, there were a few few big moments there that could have shifted it. You don't you yeah. don't think Kansas City is a contender this year? No, I think they could be if stuff happens. New England, couple of injuries um, happen on the offensive side, but during Kansas City game against Detroit, Detroit should have won that game like easily. It's just better management at the time by Andy Reid. And so they should have lost there and then they lost at Indianapolis. So there's some weaknesses and people are realizing that 
we can control Baker's throwing and then go to other sections. Like their running is not as good as their passing. So I think there's some weaknesses. Like if it's if Kansas City is exactly like they had like last year and they were so dominant, then I would be concerned for Kansas City. But they lost Kareem Hunt and I Tari Tari Kill is still out, but he should be back be 100. So. You yeah, never know. Really. Back, you never know with injuries. So, and and also Mahomes got hurt a little bit. I think his ankle. I think on a player too. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. It seems like that's been going on for a few weeks since now. the Jacksonville game. Yeah, yeah, so that could be just lingering. So you just never know about that. He could like have like hurt something or broke something. But we just don't know. But he might be playing with it. It just might be a, something <clears> like a sore ankle or something he might just roll it or something but I, I think they'll be in the playoffs but I just don't think they're as dominant as last year and I don't think they're gonna make it to the conference title I think they'll be Whoa. maybe like the third or fourth seed and they might match up with New England in the divisional round but I think I really can't tell you who else will be in the conference game with the Patriots. I thought Cleveland, but... So, you really think that they're just going to walk to the Super Bowl? I mean, they, they very well could. I'm not disagreeing, but, like, you're not really worried about anyone in the AFC? Not really at all. And last year was different. Like, there was a couple teams to be worried about, but Tom Brady's still throwing the ball. Bill Belichick is doing amazing. The defense has looked amazing, like... Better than Let me throw a few at you. Let me throw oh, a yeah. few at you. yeah. So do you think – I know you said the Texans, that game kind of worries you a little bit. Do you think if they were to get the Texans early in the playoffs, that uh, the Texans I also, could I upset think, them potentially? I, I think – Or do you think yeah, playoffs, playoffs are just a different story? story I think they will probably play close, like very close, like maybe a field goal at the end, sort of like at the Kansas City game. I think last year, I think New England won on a field goal. I think yeah. that could happen in that situation in the playoffs. But – I just think if you look at the off offensive side and defensive side, I think that it edges both two Patriots and definitely the defensive is going to basically. Yeah, and people are comparing this definitely defense to the. Definitely I believe it was, it was the 07 where the Pats went 16 and 0 but lost to uh, New England or no to New York in the Super Bowl. Eli. But I, th- I think, yeah, I look back at it yeah. and that defense was pretty good and this defense is right now it's actually amazing so far compared to every other team so i just don't think there's any hiccups so yeah fair enough i mean i i can see it you're okay, typical yeah, entitled yeah. patriots Andrew, fan but i don't Andrew. blame you i'd probably feel the same yeah. way because it's probably gonna happen you said um, you <laughs> The hottest take I've heard all year is you saying that the Chiefs are going to be the three seed or lower. So that makes me beg the question, who in the AFC is going to be the two seed? I know your Chargers have looked a little bit rough this year. The Bills have no, been sneaky not gonna... good. The Browns <laughs> not not uh, living up to what the billing was. And then who else is it? Because the Ravens have looked a little bit fluky. You know, they dominated their weaker opponents, and then they've had a little trouble closing out games. So, yeah, 
AFC yeah, South is yeah, good. Yeah, they're going to each other up. It sounds so like there's a little recency bias, man. You're high on the Texans after that Falcons dub, and you're low on the Chiefs after the Colts game. So, like, who's who's really there at that two? I, I, I really think, again, this, these are the two teams about New England. I think Houston and Baltimore could easily be up there. So you think Houston I don't, I and Baltimore think, will finish? I think above one City of them will do it. I don't think Baltimore will be the, or no, Kansas City to be the fourth seed. I think, I think if I had to put money down, they'll be the third seed in the AFC. But I think like Baltimore pretty much has that division done with. Cleveland it's not going to do anything. Pittsburgh is injury prone. Cincinnati is Cincinnati, Trash. and just to be but then, clear. AFC North is the worst division uh, as far as the season goes. Their win-loss record is the worst. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. You know the the Ravens yeah, are it's early. supposed to be the best team. I was really high on them, and they've really just kind of let us down. I I don't know, man. I think it's the Chiefs easily number two. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are at the two, but there could be a surprise team like Houston that gets hot at the end of the season and wins their last six or seven and sneaks in there at 12-4 and four or something and has a tie with the Chiefs maybe. I, I don't know. I could see it. But I think to say, they, to say they're not a threat to the Patriots I, I just, would I just, be a stretch in my opinion. Just because I think if you – Yeah, but it's, just, it's sort of come like their defensive. Like there hasn't like been a lot of plays defensively like in – Offensive can't really win all the games for you. You have to have some defensive plays to come your way. But, like, Mahomes can throw up a bunch of numbers, and he'll probably be the best quarterback uh, this year and for a couple other years. But you've got to have a strong defensive uh, lineup, too. So I'm not saying Kansas City is trash. I just think they're, <laughs> they have some holes holes in the offensive and then <laughs> – not really well in the secondary on the defensive side. I agree. They're pretty. They're pretty lean at. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. The defense could use a little work, but a lot of times I feel like they're playing let's, with the lead, and it's just kind of playing prevent. Let's be clear. They like, do oh have no, we gave up twenty-five yards. Big Breland deal. Came in this um, season. He's been their number one corner. Honey Badger's a new guy. Yeah. And then they just Honey got Badger. Morris Claiborne back from suspension. So, I don't know. I think that's a secondary. Yeah, dude. Frank Clark and DeMarcus And then Frank Lawrence, Clark also, right? That's two ghosts this season. Those guys have done absolutely nothing. Nothing. But I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think there's the Chiefs a lot secondary of games left, will actually though. pick it up a little bit as the season rolls on. But uh, yeah. on the other side. I agree. And I think when you get Tyreek Hill back, and that offense oh, gets to yeah, full health, yeah. you're going to be a whole lot better also. Yeah. I think that opens up a whole lot more for Kelsey and everyone else. And the run game, too. Because when you can stretch a defense Great. with a guy like Tyreek Hill, it's game-changing. Andrew, so... Let's say, you know, hypothetically, the Patriots do walk through the AFC. They get to the Super Bowl. First, tell me, who do you think they're most likely to be going up against in the Super Bowl? And then after that, tell me who you're um, most afraid of them going up against I in the think, Super Bowl. I think 
there's only one team that they should be afraid of that I think will be in the Super Bowl with them, and I think that's the scared to hear this. Saints. I think oh. it's going to be the Saints. <laughs> oh yes, thank you, Andrew. I, oh no. <laughs> I was I surprised by the Packers. I thought they wouldn't be that good this year, but I they've been very good. Yeah, that, I know that's what you're yeah, so I'm yeah, but I think <laughs> I know I know Drew Brees went down, but <laughs> Bridgewater has done well in his absence and Brees I saw has already been throwing a ball after like two weeks after surgery. Yeah, they're they're still going to make the playoffs even if he doesn't come back till like week 12. So, and then he'll be healthy at the point of the playoffs. So I think, yeah, they're definitely going to be in. It's not a question of, will they not make it? So I could see that. I they're think really, that's maybe the only team that's possibly like a dark horse, like possibly San Francisco. If they keep it up this season, that would be interesting with Garoppolo versus yeah. Brady. That would be very interesting. Ooh, that would be a good storyline. Especially if the 49ers win. That would be a very interesting storyline. Uh, one more team I'm going to throw at you here. What about the Seahawks? Well, that whole division, honestly. Seahawks um, and Rams. Not, Either I, of them scared The you? Rams last year did scare me. and But then I realized during the Super Bowl that they didn't really were as good as the Patriots. That Belichick is by far <laughs> yeah, the best coach I, in the I think no one Seattle um, could be... A good team this year. I think they'll probably make the playoffs. Probably, I think a, they. I don't know. That's sort of a toss-up right there between those divisions. Are really tough. That division's tough. They could have both wild cards coming out of that division because I mean you've got San Francisco at four and zero, Seattle at four and one, and the Rams at three and two. And the Rams are going to make the playoffs. They're going to win ten games and get in. And I would like to think Seattle would also. And I, I mean, feel like it would yeah. be hard for San Francisco to not make the playoffs at this point. And even if yeah, and I feel like there's really no other um, divisions. So, like the NFC East, that's going to be won by Dallas. NFC South, <laughs> my dog. Oh, really? Is it really, Andrew? Because the Philadelphia uh, no, Eagles, well, even though Dallas has not been, agree with them. wasn't so good with Green Bay. I think Dallas they'll still do well me. with Ezekiel and Mari Cooper and Prescott. But I don't just Philadelphia. Just I don't. Yeah, I don't really look highly of them, but I, I think that division is sort of done. But then, like, you have the NFC North where it's, like, it That's probably will be question. Green Bay wow. or – I think it will be that Green Bay, done. maybe yeah. Chicago if they can pull it around, but I think it's going to be Green Bay. But I, I definitely can see San Francisco winning the NFC West, and I – I think the Rams will get in, but then I don't think three teams from the NFC West can be in the wild card. I, I could. I mean, when I look around, I don't see any other team. I mean, maybe in the NFC East, either the Eagles or the pa- or Eagles or Cowboys, one of them get the wild card, or maybe in the North, like you know, maybe Chicago would get in, or Green Bay if Chicago wins more games than them somehow. But I, I could see it. I could see uh, the NFC, NFC West South? getting three in. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I could no, definitely no, no. Uh, NFC West. I, I think are gonna that's beat each yeah, other San Francisco, Seattle, LA. They will. They will. I mean, they already did once. Saints and or Seahawks and Rams, but I don't know. They're good, man. 
all three of them are good. Uh, do the Packers scare you at all, though, Andrew? Not are, really. Are like, I think keep you up at night. New Orleans, like I was saying, is the team um, that I think will most likely get to the uh, Super Bowl. But I, you could definitely Green Bay if it goes well, and if they start being teams by double digits or even by like twenty points, they could definitely be a team to be afraid of for the Patriots. But just we only. Have, been through five games like stuff could happen like you never know with green bay like rogers could get hurt so yeah there's a lot of ball left all right he uh, he's on the tv 12 diet so he's good he's on his old diet <laughs> no no strawberries <laughs> okay okay he's invincible i forgot i forgot my bad my bad uh one okay speaking of brady one i know we asked this before after seeing this season, he's looking a little old. You know, he's getting pressured and he's throwing the ball away real quick. And that Buffalo game and a couple others haven't been the most beautiful in the world. Do you think this I, is going to be potentially the see, last like season? My little conspiracy theory is that I think they'll finish. I think Brady will retire after a Super Bowl. So that could potentially happen after this season. I, I think if he wins this year... I, I just, like, I, I think he could. But then if he does retire this year, definitely you can see New England yeah, trading up for trading up for Tua, which that would be very interesting. But it looks Tua, like yeah. it's Miami, yeah. and I don't think Miami will trade with New England unless <laughs> they would want the Jared Stidham, which he's a, yeah, he was a, a decent quarterback, but <laughs> – He's not to us, though. No. Or unless Rosen has a really good year. And Miami Maybe, decides but that they it's, have it's Miami. They might not win a game. I mean, that's that's a reach. but They might. Yeah, I don't Maybe think they will Jets, in all Maybe against the Jets, maybe? I really don't. So, uh, I don't know. I think the Jets are going to be a lot better with Darnold back. We'll see. But, okay, one more question about the Patriots that I've got, and then I can let Peter fire away at a few if he wants. So let's say Brady retires this year and Belichick decides he's going to stick around for another 10 years. You know, we'll say he doesn't die or anything like that. We'll say he's living 10 more years. He's sticking around 10 years. I don't think he's that. I think he's like 65 or 70. But how many more Super Bowls do you think he can get with the Patriots without Tom Brady? Do you think he can get any of the next team? I think they could just basically turn back the clock and just sort of look at like where the – Tom Brady was drafted and just go back to that mentality of like, we're going to find the next superstar. And I think, I think you can't bank on Belichick has learned a lot and he's basically, I think he is the GM of the team. So he has looked, he has probably studied it. He could have been, but Jimmy G Tom Brady just didn't want to retire. So I sort of see that, but I don't know. Maybe you could see like, I don't think yeah. Trevor Lawrence could be a Patriot, but I just, I don't know. I think if, I think probably, I say three. What He's a good quarterback, Herbert, but Oregon's quarterback. I don't see him as highly as, is he a senior right now or, or is he, what year is he? Do you know? Okay. Uh, I want to say he's, he's a I junior think senior. He'll probably, he's coming out this year. A lot of people thought he'd be the number one pick. Yeah, I think he could be maybe like mid-rounder to late-rounder, but I think it's just going to be just 
everyone wants wants Tua, and then they're not going to realize like, oh, everyone can't get Tua, and then they're going to realize Herbert's there, and one of these teams will probably pick up them. But I don't. I just. I th- but I think to go back to your question, I think fair enough. If they find a great quarterback and their defense is great, I think I say three would be a good number. But but I know but re- so recently okay. I think Belichick will retire in a couple of two to three years and then hand over the reins to McDaniel's Sue. Then that's all, another story. Yeah, I think that's the reason yeah, why he so. around and didn't take the Colts job a year or two ago. I I could definitely see that, but I would love to I see think, Belichick I think try he without could. Brady. I mean, I would love to see him be there five to ten years and see if he could win another. Just because the theories that would go Tom out, oh, Tom Brady was never that good, and like it would just be madness. Like I can't imagine if. Yep, there's going to be all kinds of people saying crap like that. Like I I just I can see it now. You know, let's say he retires this year. And they go and trade for someone like Matt Stafford or someone who's kind of nearing the end of their career, but still got some left in the tank on a bad team. I think if you put Matt Stafford on the Patriots, they could go win another Super Bowl. But then everyone would just be jumping on Brady like, oh, the Patriots won without Brady. But then you sort of – I think it was game two or three where – I think it was against the – what game was it when um, Jared Stenham went in? I think it was the Jets game. And he threw Jets, him pick six, but then yeah, Tom Brady came, came back in, six. and apparently for the past couple seasons, Brady hasn't really been sat on the bench for the rest of the game. He usually plays off, plays the rest of the game. So I think that was Belichick saying, okay, can this guy be the next Tom Brady? And it doesn't look like it. It's But he's still probably a good quarterback, but I just think – it's that's a, such a small sample size, though. And I've heard a lot of people say that. I've heard a lot of people think like, "Oh, Stidham's supposed to be Brady's replacement. Belichick's." I don't know. He, him, he, didn't, like, he didn't really. I, I, think, I, I don't know. He didn't I think really wow and jump into conclusions um, on that when he was playing at LSU. I think that's where school was, right? Auburn. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I'm not. I don't really watch. Is it Auburn? But yeah, yeah. I, I don't really watch uh, Baylor, a lot of college football, so I just I don't know some of these players that go there but i no i think just the no worries two biggest names i know is just herbert and tua that would come out next year but i think they could if brady retires this year i think they could do a one-year experiment with stidham and if it doesn't work then they draft another quarterback maybe being trevor lawrence or if another dark horse quarterback that we don't know of maybe you just never know really it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, one last thing, Andrew. Have you ever considered changing your life um, and getting rid of your Android? I, well, I, <laughs> I, I had no – I had an I iPhone, but I just realized that's cheaper here. and I get the same, like, stuff on it, um, like like a new iPhone, basically. Like, I have the same camera. Does it I, know, I know I get that a lot, but green, I think, like, it, I think it's saying? fine. I know that, but you can't FaceTime. What if I wanted to FaceTime you? Am I supposed or to like, like download or some like other on, third party? I think Instagram app has something like, like so that, important. but probably probably not. Probably right, not for whatever. Just you a good amount of time, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All 
All right. Well, hey, if I was really, really rich, I'd buy one for Christmas or something, but I'm not going to accept okay. rich, so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah, but no, 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 no. And also, the iPhone, the iPhone 11, that's okay. that's, there's too many cameras right there. Three cameras? Come on. <laughs> but what's wrong with, like, you can't. What, so, make, you know, Jackson, like, do you want to have a better. phone that has, like, six cameras on the back? Why not? Why not? Why I mean, not if they all work and it doesn't cost anymore, sure. It has better quality and, and it might be bigger. Like, I'd rather just have one instead of like six small dots on the screen and it just doesn't look good, really. I don't think so. Yeah. I do why, have a MacBook. Whatever, and whatever. I, Mac? I, it's been like since like 2012 and it's very slow. So I'm in the, in the market for a new laptop in a couple of years. So. Catch bye. you later, man. Thanks yeah, for coming bye. on. All right. Thank you, Andrew Hardy, for coming back to the show. Now it's time to dive into fantasy trade targets because... Our seasons have not gone as planned. I don't know about you, Jackson. It's been up and down. There's some that are much better than others, but it is a perfect week to make some moves, so that is what I've been doing. Yes, sir. We're uh, one week away from the halfway point. There's no perfect halfway point in the 13-week fantasy season, as most of you play. But it's time to make moves. It's time to get your team back on track. If you're 0-5, 0-6, how many games have we played? Five? We played five. We played five. All right. Well, this is for you, if that's you. And if you're on the fence, if you're making that playoff push, or you just want to get your team to the top level to take home the hardware, well, here we go. Jackson, who are you trading for? All right. I did it last night. I could not believe it was our league, actually. I could not believe that this trade was accepted. Second I'm time trading you for Saquon snaked, Barkley. Second time you snaked a player. How's that snaking? Okay, so I traded Dalvin Cook, who happens to be the number three running back, and DJ Chark, who is, I believe, the number five wide receiver, for Saquon. Saquon's not playing this week. I don't even think the trade goes through until next week, so it doesn't really matter. He but is the not thing playing. was, Chark was on my bench. Let and, it be known. Yeah, not playing this week, but he'll be back the next week. And the thing with Saquon, he was the number one, I mean, darn near unanimous number one coming into the season fantasy player McCaffrey's going to be better but I bet you Saquon will be the number two fantasy player for the rest of the season and a big part of the reason why is Daniel Jones that offense is leaps and bounds better than it was with Eli they're averaging almost a touchdown more a game his production is it will show there he's going to get so many more carries because they can actually go on a drive and not just go three and out every single time they get the ball. Eli's not going to be throwing an interception on their second or third play of the drive. They're going to actually get to Daniel. go on meaningful drives. Yeah, no, I, I like that. A lot of Saquon owners right now are kind of reeling. I know their teams are struggling. It, it seems like that in every league I'm in. Um, yeah, it's hard to win if the number one overall pick which was Saquon in most leagues, is playing. So, yeah. Tough. No, but good point. Uh, Daniel Jones, I know <laughs> there wasn't a shot in hell we were going to be saying this six weeks into the season that Daniel Jones is the reason why Saquon is about to go off the rest of the year. I mean, that's Oh, just, yeah, I never would have believed that six weeks ago, but here we are. That's craziness, but I like it. The best time to buy him is now. 
Completely agree. Buy them low or when hurt, essentially. So, yeah. Um, next guy that I'm trading for, somewhat of a similar deal, except he's not hurt, DeAndre Hopkins. So his Man. production is way down compared to what it's been the last three or four seasons. He's a number 17 wide receiver. He's only averaging 15.3 points PPR a game. Incredibly low for him. But the thing is, the reason why I'm trading for him, he's going to finish as a top five wide receiver. He does every single season. He's going to be up there. And so his production these next 10 weeks is going to be through the freaking roof because he's going to make up for lost time. He's going to have a good season. I mean, he's not going to go at this pace the rest of the year. So expect those numbers to jump up a lot. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Five plus catches in every game. You know, is DeAndre. He reels the ball in. Deshaun's going to find a way to get it to him as the season goes on. Will Fuller's right, not about to do that 53 point I was going to say, yes, again. Will Fuller <laughs> won't be doing that much more. And I, I mean, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't happen. But Will Fuller has a hard time staying healthy also. So if he goes down, Hopkins is getting the bulk of the targets, which I think he should be already. But they're going to make it a big point of emphasis in that offense the next few weeks to get him the ball, without a doubt. Especially this weekend playing Kansas City. That game's going to be a shootout. Do you think, man, what, what do you think you'd have to give up to get him? Because he went so high in most drafts, fantasy owners are not really going to be willing to just let him go for you know something I would that say, you think is fair. The name value is really going to matter here, as well as with another guy we're going to get to. But. I'd probably throw a two-for-one at him. What I love doing, you know, like I talked about earlier, I, mean, I traded Dalvin Cook and DJ Chark. That's the for, name of this uh, game. Saquon. That should be a disclaimer before we even started this segment. Right. All if of you these... can package two guys for one, especially if it's a guy on your bench, like Chark was on my bench, I couldn't play him anyway, go upgrade. Make an upgrade. So I think if you were to take someone like Nick Chubb and... I don't know, Sterling Shepard, something like that. I could see that getting it done. Maybe like Sterling's Chubb and Thielen. Sterling's going to be hurt for a little bit. Yeah, scratch that. We'll say Chubb and Thielen, someone like that. Uh, mid-tier wide receiver, maybe Jarvis Landry, someone along those lines. Chubb on the same team, he'd probably have to mixed up with the running back. But, you know, maybe Josh Jacobs and oh, Julian Edelman, something like that. Damn. Because, I mean, it's, Hopkins, it is Hopkins. That's, yeah, that's man. crazy. I still value Hopkins, and part that. of the reason I value him so high is because he's had a bad year so far, and he's not going to have a bad year. You know, like his production is going to go through the roof the next five to ten weeks. Yeah. All right. And I look at it. He's a first-rounder, you know. if Maybe Tyler Boyd and Josh Jacobs, something like that. That's a lot better. All right. All right. Yeah, Edelman, that, that was a lot. Edelman's going to be permanent <laughs> wide receiver, too, so... That might have been a little bit too much, but that's just how I feel about Hopkins. And the next couple guys I've got here, so they're all big names, the guys that I'm trading for right now, just because a lot of the big names are having kind of piss-poor seasons for who they are so far. Le'Veon's a guy that is incredibly undervalued right now because they've had Luke Falk in that offense, and they have literally been the worst offense in football. And he all he already had his bye week. He's still averaging 17.6 fantasy points a game, which is pretty impressive. So when Darnold comes back, that offense, kind of similar to the Daniel Jones thing, but on a whole nother level, that offense is going to have a whole lot more life. He's going to get touchdown opportunities, and they're actually going to go on long drives where he gets a lot of carries. He was good that week 
week one with Darnold, and Darnold had mono, and they were still moving the ball around. Jamison Crowder had a good week. That offense did not look bad. So I expect Le'Veon to continue to do Le'Veon things, but have his numbers go way up as soon as Darnold gets back, which is this week. So expect I, Le'Veon to be much better from here on out. Already had his bye week. Another reason to trade for him. Yeah, I, He's somebody I want. I actually love that one. I think Le'Veon should be one of the top targets for every single player across fantasy. There's Definitely. no way in hell he's not going to put up consistent numbers all year. And from what we've seen, running backs are very, very scarce this year. Maybe more it's scarce been a weird than year. ever. A it's weird been a year. really weird year, man. We have a surplus at wide receiver. So if some broke boy really needs one and you can dish enough to him to get Le'Veon, damn, you got a really good shot at winning your league, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. If you could go do something like, you know, Keenan Allen, someone like that, um, I'll have more on him later. But, you know, Keenan Allen and Tevin Coleman, someone along those lines for Le'Veon, if you can do that, that'd be incredible. It's totally worth it. Pull the trigger. Another guy, huge name, having a down year so far, missed last week with injury, Devontae Adams. So he was a top two wide receiver. <coughs> Excuse me. That was, I mean, undebated. Everyone said it was him and Hopkins one and two coming into the season. He's going to finish top five, just like Hopkins. He missed last week, so that might hurt him a little bit. But the thing is, he has no touchdowns so far. And that's going to change. It's not going to be a Julio situation where he goes the whole year with a couple touchdowns. He's going to get his red zone targets. He is going to get a lot more production coming in the next few weeks. He's also one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy. And the numbers back it up. Right. This year is an anomaly for him so far. The fact that it's been this bad with no touchdowns. Completely agree. I like that one. All right. So final one here. Similar boat. Odell. I mean, it's been abysmal so far, but his value is so low. He's the number 34 wide receiver. He's averaging just over 12 fantasy points a game. His stock is never going to be any lower. You can probably throw, I don't know, you could probably package like DJ Chark and Chris Thompson for him, something like that. I mean, I think no. there's going to be people that are just so fed up with Odell. I got to get rid of him. I got a quick stat for you. All right. You said Odell's number 34 ranked PPR yes. wide receiver. You know who's yes. tied with him at 34? Devontae Adams. Not. They have the exact same number of points, and Devontae hasn't played. Oh, he's missed a game. Right, and I think Odell's value, like, and also the Browns offense, it can't get any worse. Like, there's <laughs> you no like, way to go you like to think, man. I would sure hope so. So I think they're going to get Odell the ball one way or another. Baker hopefully will figure it out. I don't want to talk about him too much without getting. We could upset, get on a tangent here. Yeah, it could it could be a rough one. So they're going to get Odell the ball. His value is going to go up. He is at least wide receiver two quality at the very least. If you can get him without giving up much, do it without a doubt. That's all I got on those guys though, Peter. Let me hear some of the guys that you're going after right now. Yes, sir, guys. I am trading for. Number one, George Kittle. Your boy. George Kittle, baby. I think the window may have shut after last week, so this timing is a little bit unfortunate. Like Le'Veon, Kittle has already had his bye this season, but I just think he's going to have a monster rest of the year. I think he could potentially be tied in number one. I felt this way coming into the season. 
kind of got off to a slow start. He found the end zone this last week against Cleveland. But yeah, it seemed way, like a lot of tight ends got off to a slow start. Yeah, just the way this team's been playing, which I'll get into later, I just really like the outlook for him. He's so good after the catch. We saw it on Monday. It's going to keep happening. He's the best wide receiver on the 49ers roster. Oh, by far. By, by far. far. And the way they run the ball, I, I love the play-action opportunities for Kittle. I think he's just gonna go nuts the rest of the season so if you have some you know disley or mark andrews that type of tight end if you can package you know some bench player like you were mentioning a receiver i think kittle is someone who could really propel you the rest of the year i don't disagree with that at all i think there's a lot of tight ends right now i think that top tier of him kelsey and Ertz are all producing a little bit less than what people expected and projected them for and i think it's a great time to go get all three completely agree all right my number two guy i'm trading for yes sir he was one of your starts last week kyler murray baby oh, arizona yeah. cardinals I quarterback i love He's, him he was an honorable mention for me yeah so he kyler's starting to heat up he had a good week last week i think it's 25 points against cincinnati granted that's a terrible team terrible defense that's not the point. Arizona leads the league in dropbacks. The volume of plays in this offense is unbelievable. More plays, more opportunity for points. It's really a no-brainer here. His price isn't too high yet. He's a top-10 quarterback. He's checking in at number eight right now. Okay. So, I mean, that should say enough. He's been consistent. He's, yeah, he's they're number, only going to get better. Yeah, he's number eight because of consistency, not because he's popped off yet. And the way he's running the ball is, you know, that's what we expected to see coming into the season. The last right, three they weeks, let him loose. They tried to keep him in the pocket the first few weeks, and I think they realized they got to let him be Kyler. It's not going to work. I mean, you draft a guy number one because his overall talent, not because you think Kyler's going to be this elite pocket passer you know no but you don't want to do what the redskins did with rg3 i mean you want to keep them healthy yeah absolutely especially year one i think people get it mixed up you know i don't know if kingsbury was trying to make him be baker and stick to the pocket you know baker was pretty good scrambling around in college that's kind of why we thought he was going to be so good in the pros I don't but, want to hear his name for the rest of this podcast. I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, Kyler can actually do it. And here's the numbers to back it up. The last three weeks, he has more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson. 100. I agree. I think, I think if you were to take, un, you know, said player that will not be named, if you were to take his arm and Lamar Jackson's feet, I think then you have Kyler Murray. All right. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's about how I see him. But yeah, 189 rushing yards the last three weeks. Divide that by three. That's six extra points for your quarterback every single week. This is exactly why I liked Lamar coming into the season. I said he'd be a top eight, possibly top five quarterback. Kyler Murray is doing exactly what I thought Lamar would do. So go get Kyler while you can if you need a QB. I agree. And quarterbacks are kind of weird to value. It's hard to say what you would need to trade for them. But it kind of depends, you know, just throw, don't start crazy high, throw something low out there for someone for Kyler Murray and they might accept it. I mean, you could throw like Tevin Coleman or someone at him and they might really need a running back and, you know, they might be starting 
someone like Lamar or, oh, let's say, I don't know, who, Mahomes or someone. You know, Kyler might be their backup quarterback. You could go get him for nothing. So look into that. See what you can do. Who's the next guy you're trading for here? All right, next guy I'm trading for and last, Ezekiel Elliott. This is not one you like expected to hear. I so like that one too. Zeke's kind of started the year slow, and I know fantasy owners are beginning to panic a little bit. They spent a top five, top ten pick, depending on when you drafted on Zeke. He's still putting up four and a half yards per carry. That's pretty solid. Now is the time to buy him before he goes crazy. Maybe if you can even force through a trade before the Jets game this week, because you know that might be it as far as your opportunity goes, but. You know, you just look at it. Kellen Moore is in his first year as offensive coordinator. Everyone thought, you know, the Cowboys are going to be one of the best teams in the NFC through three weeks while they were playing. So did somebody else on this podcast. They were playing poor opponents. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it, but my point is first-year coordinator, this whole group is learning. You know, things are going to change. This offense is going to pick it up as the year goes on against good teams. Michael Gallup was out a couple games. He's back in the offense, had a great week. That's just another guy who's going to move the chains for the Dallas offense, get Zeke down into the red zone, let him cash in some scores. So I think, you know, Zeke's another running back here. If you have one good running back and you can dish out some receivers to go get Zeke, man, go win your league. Yeah, I think Zeke's a good guy to get right now. Also, just because... Dallas is going to realize Dak throwing the ball that many times a game isn't going to work. I know they got behind early, but a big part of that was because they were being aggressive throwing the ball early, and Dak made some pitiful throws and threw a lot of picks. And so I think one thing Dallas realizes, yeah, that is true. (laughs) But I think one thing that Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett are going to realize is the best success they've had over the last five to ten years is when they've just been pounding the rock. And when they've had Zeke at his best just running downhill and you get up in games because you start the drive. You start early in the game off running the football, pounding it down their throat, and then you build up a lead and then you can just run the ball the whole rest of the game. And they haven't been doing that. They've been throwing a lot more. They haven't been leaning on Zeke as much, especially early in the games. I think part of that might be because he was coming back from Cabo. They didn't want to overload him, but... It's about time to feed the beast because they yeah. need to. That's the only way they're going to be a very competitive football team, in my opinion. Agreed. All right. You want right. to hop into your, your fading? <laughs> the players you're fading uh, or trading? Yes, sir. So these are people that, to be honest, all of them are just guys that are playing beyond their value, in my opinion. They're all people that I don't think can sustain their production for the rest of the year. And... To be honest, every single one of these guys on my roster, I'm looking to dump off. Some of them more aggressively than others. To start, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's Nick Chubb. And a big part of the reason is he's been good with as bad as the Browns offense has been, but I'm losing a little bit of hope in the Browns offense. And I think people are going to realize that that line is so bad and Baker has been so bad that all you got to do is take away Chubb to beat them. And Chubb's the number four or five running back right now, number five running back, excuse me. And to be honest, when Kareem Hunt comes back, I'm not sure how many carries Chubb is going to lose, but I think it might be a significant amount. So that's really the main thing here with Chubb is I'm worried about Kareem Hunt coming back in week 10, and I think that Chubb's production 
just naturally is going to take a dip. I mean, Hunt comes in with fresh legs. There's no way he's not getting five to ten carries a game. Does um, that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. I mean, if you're going to take the value side of it here and say he's outperformed what he's worth, I don't. I don't know. And I also, I'm curious as to what Kareem Hunt's actually going to do. And that's like if he plays. I haven't heard anything positive about him. He's still on the commissioner's exempt list. You know, he's got. I've heard he's been doing everything he's supposed to, and as far as everyone knows, he will be back ready to go week ten. As you should. I don't know. I the way Chubbs run the ball has been impressive to me. Just Without literally the eye test has gone a long way for me. So it depends what you're getting back here. I I get what you're saying though, and. I think if you're getting a guy like Hopkins or Adams, you pull the trigger without a doubt. All right, let me. This is this is off topic. Let me throw some. Let me throw one quick question at you. All right. Why don't the Browns trade for Trent Williams, who is rotting in Washington? I don't know. I don't get why they don't trade for any help on their offensive line. I mean, anything. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me because you went and you got Odell. I mean, you've waited forever and forever and forever and this team has been hyped up and supposed to be 30, legit and 30 more seconds and be competitive <laughs> i just i don't get why they haven't made a move for someone i mean it seems to be a win now the last thing you want to do is go 5 and 11 and get odell and landry pissed off and cause a big scene with baker because he can't keep his mouth shut like the time is now. Go go trade a second or third round pick or a future first and go get some help. That's all I'm going to say. You agree with that, right? Yeah, I'm saying go get Trent. Go get an OU boy to block your OU quarterback. Problem solved. Fire Freddie. Bring in Lincoln Riley next year. All right, who's your next guy? I'd be fine with that. Next guy is Dalvin Cook, and a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with that, but he's the number three running back right now. I think that is his absolute ceiling. He's not going to be McCaffrey. He's not going to be Saquon, but he'll be damn near. But that's the best you're going to get. Um, I just think you sell him high. He's at 24.6 points per game. You just got to get rid of him now. I mean, he's not going to be any better. Capitalize now. He's injury prone also, man. You, there's no guarantee he's going to play the rest of the season. I mean, I hope he does. I hope he doesn't get hurt. But if if history is any indication, there's a very good chance he could have a little hiccup along the way. Final guy, or final few guys here. Let me speed it up a little bit. So Keenan Allen, um, I mentioned him earlier. He's the number six wide receiver. Melvin's coming back. It's going to hurt his production. There's no way it doesn't. The Chargers just keep, the injury's building up. They're uh, Pro Bowl center, Pouncey. He went down for the year. Huge loss. Yeah, that offense is not going to be as good as it's been in the past few years. Another guy mentioned how I traded him earlier, DJ Chark. I mean, you probably picked him up off the waiver wire. Go cash in on him while his value is incredibly high. That's a lottery ticket you picked up off the ground. Go get somebody good for him. He's the number five wide receiver, averaging over 20 points in a PPR league. So absolutely incredible year so far. Trade him now. And then Tyler Boyd, AJ Green's going to be back soon. I just, I, I don't love Tyler Boyd. I don't love Cincinnati's offense. Seems like they just get worse and worse. And when A.J. Green <laughs> comes back, they're just going to feed him and probably mix in. And, I mean, Boyd will still get some catches, but I don't think this is a Chris Godwin, Mike Evans situation. I don't think it's anything like that. I say Boyd, Great trade Boyd now. It. He's a number 11 wide receiver in fantasy uh, PPR rankings. He's not going to be a top 10 wide receiver at the end of the year. So trade him while while his value is as high as it's going to be. 
All right. I'm um, sorry. I went a little long there. I know that you were wanting me to speed it up a little bit. So rattle off the few guys that you're trading here or trading away, and then we will move on to our picks with snacks. Yes, sir. I, I really like what you said about Boyd there. That's someone you got to get rid of. Although I kind of like Chark, man. I wouldn't mind having him on my team. I do like Chark, and I like Chark's matchup the last few weeks. And that's one thing that kind of makes me consider keeping him around. But I don't know. It might be Foles there, and Foles and his connection might be completely different with him and Minshew. I just think sell Molly's high. But that's another thing to look at when you're trading for players. Look at their playoff week matchups. You hope that you're going to be playing in the playoffs, so look at who you're playing weeks 14, 15, 16. Yep. Or look at who the guys on your team would be playing. You know what I mean. Big facts, big facts. All right. All right, guys, I'm fading. I got three for you. Try to make it quick so we don't run too long. Adam Thielen, man. He had a great week after complaining to the media. Funny how that works. Is he a diva wide receiver now? Uh, I think they all are. No, but Thielen's wide receiver 12 right now. You know, coming off that big week, I think it could be a good time to dish him. Last season, he was wide receiver one through the first eight games and then he dropped into the 20s for the last eight. I just don't think Kirk Cousins is that good of a quarterback. Nobody thinks that, to be honest. You know, I don't I, love that Minnesota offense either. Exactly. They, they're they towards the bottom of the league in pass attempts per game. That's a huge factor when you got Adam Thielen as your number one wide receiver. So if you can fool someone, say, oh, you know, Adam Thielen, he's been great the last couple of years. Just dish him out. Get rid of him. I, yeah, they gotta get they gotta get Diggs the ball also. I mean, he's been throwing a bigger fit than Thielen. He might be to the point where he's gonna Jalen Ramsey it and just say, Screw it, I'm not playing until you trade me. So they're gonna make sure to get him the ball also, which is not gonna help Thielen's production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think uh with how how little the Minnesota Vikings offense throws the ball now with Kubiak in as offensive coordinator, Thielen could be a great person to trade away. Make sure you got another good receiver, though. I, I just don't think his boom numbers are crazy. All right, number two no, here. I, I don't like him at all. Yeah. Number two here, Austin Hooper. This is your number one tight end in fantasy this season. Is it really? Yeah. How crazy is that? Dude's feasting this year, man. He's ready for Thanksgiving. I but, still wouldn't even want him. I know. Well, here's the thing. Austin Hooper, tight end one, going against the Arizona Cardinals this week who have been dreadful against tight ends. The Arizona Cardinals are giving up 23.6 fantasy points per game to tight ends. That is insane. Hooper's volume has been pretty good. He's been getting a lot of balls thrown his way. But the drop-off is coming, man. You know, this is not someone in the Ertz, Kittle, Kelsey tier so after he plays the Cardinals this week and has another, you know, 15, 12, maybe even higher point game, go get you one of those three. Package a receiver. Go get someone you can ride with for the rest of the year. Yeah, I agree. Or do it now, honestly. I mean, yeah, why not? Um, but I just think that one matchup, you know, might as well. Yeah. He's going gonna to help your like team that. this week, too. So. Yeah. Dump him after that. The buy's still coming for the Falcons. Pretty good look there. And then lastly, last guy I'm trading away, the GOAT, TB12. Tom Brady, get rid of the man. 
he's number seven on the season thus far for quarterbacks. As we were talking about playoff schedules, Tom Brady plays the Buffalo Bills in week 16. That's going to be the championship week for most fantasy leagues. Right. If you can get anything for Brady, you're going to have to give up another player most likely. Just bamboozle the worst guy in your league. Go get someone else, you know. Brady declines towards the end of every fantasy season. And this is a run-heavy team, man. They're not going to be chucking the ball down the field to win games. That's not their MO. They run the ball. They don't turn it over. You know, Brady goes down when he gets pressured. He's not taking a lot of Father risks. Father time is on his heels. Yeah, he's done exactly. the ball off quick. Pretty simple. So I think it's a no-brainer. Brady's not going to be climbing up the charts anytime soon. Let people click on the name, see that number seven at his position, and let him go. Yep, I'm definitely with you on that. I'm not huge on any of those guys. You got any honorable mentions? Uh, of course, I got a few. Let me get them here. So, couple James Conner and Juju, their stock is incredibly low right now. Like I was saying earlier, their week 14, 15, 16 matchups are super favorable, playing bad defenses. Um, like them, I had Kyler and Zeke on here. Also, Alvin Kamara and Mike Evans. Mike Evans coming off a dud of a week. His owners are going to be pissed at him. And then Kamara's production has just been a little bit lower than what you'd expect, especially with Drew Brees out. Great time to go get him and try and upgrade. Who do you have on there? My honorable mention, Zach Ertz. Been a little underwhelming this season. I'm, I'm really keying in on these tight ends. I think Ertz will get hot as the season goes on. I think the Eagles will make a late-season push in the NFC, try to climb up the standings a little bit. Go think get they'll win their division. Nah, yeah, we'll see about that. And then lastly, Josh Jacobs I actually think is going to pick it up as the season goes on. Not the most opportune yeah. time to trade for him. You know, if you can get by with another running back while Jacobs is on by this week, go get him. But I think Jacobs could be that Scotty Pippen to whoever your RB1 is, so... Yeah, I think he could be primetime RB2. He's another guy that's got good matchups late in the year. So another good guy to have in the fantasy playoffs. This is the fourth week of $100 picks with Snacks McGrath. How are you boys doing, Snacks? We had had an interesting week last week, but we're still up on the year. How how are we? Oh, yeah, doing well. Uh, Like you said, pretty interesting week. Uh, pushed my first bet of the year, which is pretty like pretty weird feeling having to push, watching the game for three hours, and then not having any any results to to react to. So it's just kind of like, well, that was a waste of three hours. So I pushed that Texas West Virginia game in the most disgusting fashion possible. West Virginia had that la- last second score to get it back to eleven, and just just a tough beat. But um, hit my forty dollar pick, so three and zero on those with Ohio State. You heard that. You heard that. No diarrhea from three, the well. Three, three and zero. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah. Um. But got smoked by Washington and South Carolina. Or Washington versus Stanford, and then Auburn. I don't know what happened there, but they got crushed by Florida. So that new QB, not, not must a bad be for real. Yeah, I will say so. I think um, their defense is for real more than anything. I couldn't have been more wrong about Florida. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting game this week. I'm sure we'll get to that LSU-Florida game. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, even on the week overall, hit my $40 pick, lost 30 and 10, and then pushed 20. So, 
it's just kind of a weird feeling, but better than losing. So I'll take it. Yeah. Bankroll chilling at a cool 145 mm-hmm. after three weeks. Correct. So if you're rocking correct. with us, you're up. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to tell everyone, but they're all like, no, no, like, you're an idiot, which might come to fruition this week. Yeah, my pick so, last week for best bets did not help my uh, yeah. did not help my credibility with anyone. But we will get mm. there later. Yeah, come on, long All season. Right. All right, let's go. Let's dive in. Forty dollar pick. Who we got? Yeah, forty dollar pick. I cannot quit betting on the Iowa Hawkeyes. It's it's a problem. Yeah. It's an addiction. It's I will I will bet them until the day I die. Plus three and a half. At home against Penn State, night game in Kinnick. That's all I needed to hear. When I saw that, I was, I, you can't say no to that. I was due for one of those Saturday night October games in Kinnick where it's like 17 to like 14 and early in the fourth quarter and they get a big stop to hold on to that three point lead and they just milk the clock. And it's, I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen tonight or Saturday. I mean, I just I can't quit betting on them. I got I, even after watching that Michigan game on Saturday, I'm I, I'm not Big I'm not blue. afraid. Love yeah. It. Um. So I. I mean, I I'm watching the Penn State this year. I know they're pretty good, but just Saturday night in Kinnick is enough to make a man do some things he'll regret. So <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. And fair enough. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't even know who Penn State has, but I know that, you know, I was with three and a half points. I think they keep it within a field goal and probably win. So, I don't know. I, uh, I'm i talking, I'm starting to talk myself out of this. But no, no. We're here to talk. <laughs> I mean, you Penn in. State hasn't played anyone yet. Penn State's toughest game has probably been Pitt. Yeah, pretty. And they won by seven at home so far. Yeah, I mean, they played Idaho, Buffalo, Pitt, Maryland, and Purdue. I mean, these teams is big enough to give Penn State that three-point nod. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm totally with you for three-and-a-half-point nod. And I, you know, I That's was, crazy. I just watched the line move from three-and-a-half to three as we're talking about it. We just shifted the lines, wow. guys. Monumental. <sighs> I didn't know we were that powerful. Thanks, everybody listening. <laughs> No, I, I'm with this. I I was a scary team at home under the lights. We saw what they did to – was that Ohio State? No, that was Purdue last year. But, no, I, I'm 100% with this. I like Iowa there. You, you've really been smacking these oh, Big Ten $40 picks. I know. I, Big Ten is one of the few, like, things you can kind of get a read on. Big Ten football, I mean, Big 12, SEC, it's just like you never know what you're going to get. But mm-hmm. Big Ten, you can kind of like it's usually so low scoring that it tends it tends to stick within these spreads. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. But I mean, I I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't watched Penn State at all this year, so I could I don't know if they have like an explosive offense. But I mean, it's just like a yearly tradition where Iowa just has some huge win at home on Saturday night, and I think this I think this might be the one. So, I am with it. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so $30 pick moving on going back to the big 10. And I also cannot quit the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. Too. Minus 10 and a half at home against Michigan, Michigan state. I, I feel like Wisconsin's played at home every week. Like 
They had they had Michigan at home. Um, who else did they have at home a couple weeks ago? We had Northwestern on the road. I think that's okay. The yeah, think they had another big game like two weeks ago at home. Uh, no, they had Northwestern at home. Never mind. Yeah, it was like yes. They played four road games. They played their first game away at USF, and that's it. Okay. Um, Jeez, that's crazy. But yeah, I, I mean, I've never seen that. Five of their first six games are at home. Yeah, and I, I think Michigan State. I watched them. Um, God, who they play? Oh, Ohio State. Um, yeah, they played tough for like 50, forty dollar pick, maybe. maybe. They played tough for like fifteen twenty minutes, uh, but their quarterback is just some of those throws. I was like, not a Division one quarterback. Um, I think Wisconsin's really good, like I said. And what? Harsh. <laughs> I mean, he's just like he's. I don't. He's he's a Michigan State quarterback. He just hands the ball off, two plays, and then throws like a. Don't you dare insult Kirk Cousins like that! Oh God. It, uh, what about his, Connor Cook? His last name is. I forgot he existed. His last name is Lewerke. Like uh, that's all you need to know about the Michigan State quarterback Lewerke. It's just <laughs> brutal. Like a... Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's not much to say about it. I think Wisconsin's just better. And at home, I think that, you know, they get up 17 points second half and then just kind of, you know, Jonathan Taylor scores one, one or two more times to pull away. So, um, at 10 and a half, I mean, you never know with these Big Ten games. But I think that, you know, you can kind of start to see Wisconsin starting to separate themselves a little bit. Um, so, I'll just move on to the $20 pick. Alabama. Minus 16 and a half. I like that at also. At A&M. Um, A&M's not very good. No, they're not. They've kind of just hung around the, the bottom of the top 25 all year. And uh, they almost lost to Arkansas. Yeah. And I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I don't think – Bama's not going to overlook them. I mean, going to College Station, that's not an easy game. But, um, you know, I think they just – I think Tua's kind of been, like, held back a couple, couple last couple of weeks. I know they had a bye week last week. But, I mean, you haven't heard much about them. Um, I think this is kind of a game where he, you know, throws, I can see like, you know, four or five, maybe even six touchdowns and just kind of gets back into the Heisman race. And are you buying the Heisman hype on I him? can see that. I mean, it's still halfway through the season. So I, it's hard to like, you know, make your bold Heisman picks, but I mean, Chuba, if, Chuba. <laughs> I, I, mean, I gotta, if I gotta he rolls off, take. go for it. How can you win a Heisman as the Alabama quarterback? I think it's pretty hard. I honestly think it's a very difficult thing to do. Like, you already have some kind of handicap on you. It's like LeBron winning the MVP now. He's never going to win the MVP in the NBA just because he's done it enough already and the media is not about to just make it the story again. So I I disagree. I mean – Mark Ingram won one. Derrick Henry won one. Those are running back. I don't think it's that much. I don't think it's that much difference between being a quarterback and a running back at Alabama. I don't know, man. It's just like they're expected to win and they're expected to dominate. If he's not putting, they are, up... but it's also slightly different day and age in college football. I mean, it's not like they have their Greg McElroys there anymore that are really just Alex Smith. In. I mean, it, two of them are scoring points, and I think that is recognized and rightfully so. All right. Yeah. I just had to, I just had to pick your brain on it. Cause I, it's hard for me to get excited about him as a Heisman. I don't, it, it's just hard to get excited about anything with Alabama just cause you kind of expect 
them to be so good. So like, I get what you mean in that sense that, yeah, I, I get what you mean in that sense though, that you expect so much from Alabama already that it's hard for them to really exceed your expectations and wow you enough to win a Heisman. But I don't know. I mean, if you go 12 and 0, I think that also helps your case. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who's even, or 13 and 0 not to win in the conference championship. Yeah. Not to get too off track, but like who's, who's even like the Heisman, you know, front runner right now. I feel like, it's so up for grabs. And, I, you know, you said Chuba Hubbard, who is – I didn't realize his stats until I watched him last week. He was at 18-1 to 1 going into that game. He's and incredible. that loss hurt their chances Oh, bad. for sure. But he's going to run for 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there's really, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the next, you know, closest back. I mean, and he's re- like, what, 400 yards behind yeah, him? Yeah, I couldn't like believe that. that. Um, so, I mean, I you know, Trevor Lawrence kind of falling out. I don't see him – yeah, he's had a bad game yeah. so far. Um, Jalen Hurts, I mean, I guess we'll see this weekend. This could be his Heisman moment. But, you know, mm-hmm. if Tua rattles off three straight weeks, I mean, I think he's right back, you know, at least in the finalist discussion. So, um, I mean, I think Saban will find a way to just, you know, elevate him up, up into that, you know, top three or four spot. So, and, you know, those receivers, I think Jerry Judy is, like, maybe the most entertaining football player in college. Like, I think he might be the best football player in college. Yeah, he's just he's incredible. And I've seen all these like NFL draft, draft boards of him going number one overall, which is like insane as a receiver. That but... blows my mind. Yeah. I I understand it. I mean, he was he was a guy that I thought could be in the Heisman conversation, but he's just – it's the Alabama offense, and he doesn't play in the fourth quarter. So I don't think there's any way that will ever happen. And that's a big part of the problem with two also is he just doesn't play in the fourth quarter because they're usually up by so much. It's usually his little brother playing now. Yeah, um, to bring it back to that minus sixteen and a half, correct? Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, so Auburn went into A and M, went into College State, College Station, and they won by eight. And I think Bama's definitely so much more explosive as of an offense than that Auburn team. We don't really need to get into their defense; they're loaded every year. So I'm I'm with you on that sixteen and a half. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. one too. Yeah, and I just I can just see myself sitting on the couch on Saturday afternoon, like five thirty, and it's being like forty eight to like ten Alabama, like the, the football, they showed like the college state or Kyle Field, like the stands were empty, just like well that was a fun like thirty minutes of Texas A&M beating the game, and then Alabama just like <sighs> just murders them. Jimbo Wait, Fisher that- hot seat. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Kidding. No, yeah. Too, too early for that. Yeah. No, he's in the hot seat. Yeah, ac- according to us, we're putting him in the when hot seat. When your contract's right that big and you are that pitiful, you're in the hot seat. Yeah. I mean, moving on to hot seat. Um, or speaking of hot seat, $10 pick, South Carolina, plus 24 at Georgia. Mm. Muschamp fighting for his job. I mean, they they've really not – you know, they, they haven't really had that program-defining win. I don't think they have the win this week, but I think Muschamp knows that he has to, like, show that he can compete in the SEC. So I think they keep it close against Georgia. Um, and I watched the Georgia-Tennessee game. Georgia did not look good. Like, they won the game pretty comfortably, but – They started slow and yeah. beat the piss out of them, but it's Tennessee. So, yeah, I mean, that's true. I saw that also. That kind of made me a little concerned, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean Georgia. Has, I just it, Georgia has Auburn, Florida, and Bama in the next like month. So this is a game where they kind of just you know they see like LSU Florida game going on. They see the 
Bama, Texas A&M, they're like, all right, I want to get into like the the big time games. I think they kind of overlook South Carolina a little bit. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, I mean, South Carolina is not terrible. I mean, it's at Georgia, so I I don't know. They're just all over the place. Mm-hmm. They could come out there and keep it within a touchdown, or they could come out and lose by forty two. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. hope for the uh, first. Yeah, <laughs> for the love of God, please. <laughs> um, for, the, for the love of your bookie and your bank account. <laughs> God, like, yeah, it's – I mean, like you said, Georgia could end up rolling this game, but I think they're kind of in that mode. It's kind of like the dog days of summer. They're just like – they just want to get into, like, the, the meat and potatoes of their schedule, and I think they kind of – see that. They kind of start slow, but – I mean, I, by no means am I saying South Carolina wins it, but I think they keep it, you know, 14, 17 points. So, I mean, it's as, – as, as an exciting as late as it is this weekend, I kind of went with some of the more – on entertaining games for my picks, but um, I mean, we can kind of get into some of the other games in the best bets. Yeah, there was, I was going to say, there's really just two that I want to ask you all about and then move to best bets. Mm-hmm. Um, first, Florida and LSU. I was shocked to see the line. I mean, it is in Baton Rouge, but I was shocked to see the line open, or not open, but it is at LSU minus 13 right now. That's crazy to me. That seems like a lot after Florida just spanked Auburn. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get into that in my best bet, but uh, oh, okay. <laughs> we'll sneak peek. So, P. All right, I'll, we'll save that then. We'll save that. So, the other one I was going to touch on, of course. I mean, you've got it. We're not Red River. Yeah, we're not going to Texas pod without t- not talking about that. Right. That, that, that's where I was going. I'm supposed Ten to be there. Half, that seems like a lot to me. I would like to take Texas covering. I'm not gonna, but. I just feel like for a rivalry game and as big of a game as that is and with Texas being supposedly as competent as they are this year, I see that being within a touchdown. Don't you all? Mm, I don't know. I just think that, you know, Texas won this game last year outright. And I think, you know, Lincoln Riley comes into this game and says, hey, like we need to make a mess. We need to make a statement that were like legit because after this game yeah, I mean, they've played nobody yet. yeah and after this game it's really no one they don't i mean unless they play texas again in the big 12 championship game i don't think they right. i don't think they play a ranked team for the rest of the year so yeah this is, and that's that's part of the thing that i'm tired of hearing people say like oh jalen hurts is gonna win heisman ou's best team in the country blah blah blah, blah because they literally haven't played anyone this is their only game so th- like this is it you know like just like you were saying we get to find out if they're legit or not, and that is all we're probably going to see of it the rest of the year until the playoff mm-hmm. or the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, and kind of my, unless they lose. And kind of my logic was, um, you know, I think Lincoln Riley is a much better coach than Tom Herman, and I think Jalen Hurts. I is agree with that. Better than, not much better than Sam Ellinger, but better, and I think that's enough. To, I think with Lincoln Riley, it makes it. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think, I think that, I think that yeah. account that alone accounts for like you know, 13 or 14 points. So I just think, you know, I could see this game being close, but, you know, late in the second half, I think, you know, Dylan Hurts makes like a couple more plays and Tom Herman shoots himself in the foot once or twice to make this like, you know, a 17, 21 point game. But I don't know. I just don't think so after watching OU play Kansas last week. Oh, come on. We'll see. Come on. All right, chill They on that, They man. looked very human. <laughs> they looked very human. I was here. I was in the It was, it was rocking. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We had, I, we had – Go ahead. No, we had the we had the anti-home crowd advantage. It was a rain delay. 
Everyone <laughs> left the stadium. I mean, was there more red in the crowd than oh. there was, or crimson than there was blue? Peter, can you vouch for that? There was a lot of Oklahoma people chilling in the Oread. Man, I was <laughs> eating my Jayhawker, my Buffalo chicken, mac and cheese, and I got these Boomer Sooner fans cheering when OU scores. The one thing I did have a little bit of appreciation for, it was the last touchdown that Oklahoma scored. Hey, we covered! Let's go! This guy you love, got you love to see that. I, I love to see it, man. You know, if, if he cool. wants to talk some smack on my program, we're gonna have some fighting words. But if he wants to talk about covering the spread, then you know, I'll talk some smack on your program. Y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all yeah, no, they, there was a lot of OU fans, they travel well to Kansas, yeah, and they're obnoxious. It's great, I love it. Um, it's really cool, yeah. We got a <laughs> We got a good connection to OU people in a weird way. I feel like there's kind of this partnership between OU and Kansas fans. I don't know how to explain it, but it's a thing. Uh, I did have a question for you All right, guys. We'll suck a fat one. Like, I don't know what that's supposed <laughs> to mean. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but no. Y'all think you're like superior in the Big 12 because y'all are the best at basketball and they're the best at football. And so y'all get each other. Like, is that what Maybe. you think? Like y'all are some stupid fucking girls. Maybe that's just your uh, little, um, you know, syndrome showing out here, like little brother syndrome. I guess I don't <laughs> right, know. Buddy. You can't even say that when y'all are that bad at football. I mean, you just put that into my mind. I wasn't even thinking I bet, about that. I bet if you took our football win percentage and basketball win percentage all time and averaged them, and took your football win percentage and basketball win percentage all time and averaged them. OSUs would be higher. All right, you give me your wrestling national championship <laughs> percentage, and I'll give you our basketball percentage. It will still take the cake. Okay, I, I did have a question. Jalen Hurts. You comments, wouldn't, but whatever. Jalen Hurts comments on playing in this game. Did you see this? Yeah, I'm honestly tired of everyone talking about Jalen Hurts, honestly. Like, oh, I put in the Iron Bowl. It's nothing, blah, 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 blah. I saw all the Texas fans were throwing a fit about it. Yeah, I played in big games. Think I'll be all right. All right, get back in the weight room and quit yapping, bro. I'm rat poison. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is trying so hard to come off as like, you know, just a guy, just a guy that's like all about his craft. That he's coming off, it's just like, I mean, I it's annoying. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about it. He 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 loves to talk about how little he talks. He's like, he yeah, he's like, look at me saying nothing. Yeah. As he, as he, like, gives everyone a quote every week. As he invites the media mm-hmm. into the weight room when he hits four squats post-game and does three sets of lightweight curls and does a few lunges and then leaves after 20 minutes. Like, I don't know if he bro, actually, I'm, I'm sure bro, he actually I'm just, works I'm out. I'm all but... about my game, bro. <laughs> You're doing too much. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing okay. it. Okay, hey, Snacks, run through those picks real quick and let's go into yep. best bets. All right. Yes, sir. $40 bet. Iowa plus three and a half at home against Penn State. Wisconsin minus 10 and a half at home against Michigan State. $20 pick. Alabama minus 16 and a half at Texas A&M. And my $10 bet, the South Carolina Cox plus 24 at the Georgia Dogs. There it is. Let's go. Four and All right. Should we – We'll segue into best bets here. Let's do it. We'll be back after the break. Snacks, would would you like to uh, – oh, we're taking a break. All right. Okay. Never mind. No, I'll just cut that. 
All right, no break. Um, snacks, would you like to join me in the Owen Club? Wait, wait no, no, no. I would. Look, hold up, hold up. Wait, you hold no, up. No, wait like five seconds before you go into that because it's going to sound shitty when I have to work on this later. Oh, I didn't think we were actually going to cut any of that. I thought we were just going. No, we, no. Should, we, should, we should leave this in. We should leave this in. Yeah, leave all this in. <laughs> okay, go for it. All right. No, we'll take five seconds. We'll take five I have seconds. a mangina. <laughs> all right, I'm leaving it in. All right, so <laughs> snacks. Would you like to join me in the Owen Club, my friend? I would love to. I, uh, right. I, need, I need some company down here. Yeah, we're both Owen 1. Mm-hmm. Peter got us. He had his Colts pick hit. It's um, called Best Bets. Yeah. I res- Peter, I, uh, I, res- I respect it. I was at the game, and it was uh, in the third quarter. I was like, God damn it, Peter called this. <laughs> Let's you, I, yeah, I like the over in that one also. Mm, that that kind of hurt. I thought there would be a lot more points on the board. You did say you liked the pick. I know. I so. I saw it coming. I thought that I thought we'd win, but I knew that ten points. Yeah, was a I lot, agree. So I could. I thought it'd be a nail biter, like a thirty-two thirty game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, yeah. I don't know the the way the Ravens played them and what we've learned from the Ravens over the past few weeks. I, I think it was kind of a little telltale sign. And Frank Reich's a great coach. Let's be clear yeah, on that. He is a good coach. He is a good coach. Um, Snacks, what was your pick again? So I had Iowa at home or That's at right. Michigan. Big blue, baby. Mm-hmm. That's right. Probably. All right, well, I feel a little bit better about it now that you missed too because I would have <laughs> given you all a little bit more of a leg up, and I really don't want to get the ass tat. So, um, yeah, Baker let me down. We're not – or sorry, what? we're not saying that name anymore. Um, your pick was – yeah, my pick was a parlay with the money line of Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, so does that that should be zero and two just for how how I was bad feeling dangerous. Hey, that's the thing; it only counts as one loss. That's why I was okay with doing it. And do you know how cool it would have been if that hit? I actually bet on it. I'm not gonna lie. And, and luckily, I did well enough in other places that I broke even on the week. But um, could have been way worse. But the Browns, I'm staying away the rest of the year. Minshew, another time. You let me down. But I think I'm going to beat him for Halloween, by the way. He's going to order a jersey and just grow out the handlebar mustache. Hell, yeah. Get the little bandana. Um, it's about that time of year. So you got to be got to be thinking about your Halloween costumes, people. Anyway, you all want to jump into our best bets for this week? Yeah, uh, I like to think I get to go last this week because I won. So you guys. That's, that's fine. That's you, I can go first since mine were so bad. <laughs> My well, my one was so bad. Uh, this week, I'm I'm keeping it comical, people. All right. So the one game no one's gonna watch. That's the one I'm taking here. I'm taking the Washington Redskins covering against the Miami Dolphins. Oh, it's minus right. three and a half, and the Dolphins are awful. I mean, they've been they've lost by at least twenty one every single game. I know the Redskins aren't any good, but the Miami secondary is also banged up. They've got quite a few guys in their defense that are questionable. The Redskins are going to win that game. I expect them to win by at least a touchdown or two. So that's my best bet. Is that make it? fun of me if you want, but you can't make fun of me too much for betting against the Dolphins. What's the line? No. Three and a half. Is that in Miami? I believe it is in Miami. Huh. No, Let yeah, me double I'm, check I'm, I'm on with that. you on that one. That's... Yeah, it's in Miami, but that doesn't – there will probably be an empty stadium, so I don't think it will matter much. I mean, Adrian what Peterson, if... big game for him. 
Yeah, him and Chris Thompson should both have good games. What if we get uh, Romo and Nance on that call? Oh, there's my. no, there's would, no way CBS would screw up that bad. But. I would, I would pay money to hear Jim Romo or wow, Jim Nance <laughs> and Tony Romo. No, they're a package that. deal. Uh, yeah, they are now Tony yeah. Nance and Jim Romo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I like man. that pick. Three and a half. Oh, thanks, thanks, snacks. Redskins. Wow. I got to start trying, kind of. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it fun, but uh, I don't want an S-tat, so. Okay. Hopefully, we'll move to one and one on the year after this. Snacks, what do you got for us? Hopefully, you let me down again, or, well, hopefully, you let us down and help me out. Oh, I will. I will. Don't you worry. All right. I'm going. What do you got? I'm going for to LSU <laughs> under 56. Now, stay with me. Stay with me here. All right. All right. I can just. I'm start, I'm trying to get this new gambling strategy of just envisioning me on the couch watching what happened what's in, what's unfolding in front of me and I can just see myself like 8:45 Saturday night just kind of floating on the couch all day turning on Florida LSU LSU's going to be rocking down in Baton Rouge it's going to be loud and I can just see this being like 13 to 10 just a and you're a asleep rock at fight. yeah just not even to sleep. It'll be an entertaining game, but there'll be so much adrenaline and hype. Both these coaches will be trying to do too much on offense. Defenses will be flying around, you know, interceptions. I think it'll be an entertaining game, but, you know, say what you want about Coach Joe. I think he's done a good job down there, but he struggled in the big oh, I love him. Yeah, he's, he struggled in the big games. I think he tries to get, you know, play a little outside of himself. And I know Joe <clears throat> Burrows is much better, but I think that this game is just kind of a – you know, defensive battle, but not in like the ugliest sense. Just good defense. You know, some athletic plays from the from the defensive backfield, and I could just see this being a low scoring game. But Florida, I think Florida uh, LSU wins it. Yeah, I was gonna say I definitely think LSU will win. I don't know if they're gonna cover by thirteen. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that uh, the line was that high on it. I didn't fifty six points or that many points. That's that's insane. I had no idea. 56, 57? Is that what yeah, you're I got 56. So yeah, that's basically that's the same. Thing. Be like yeah. If, 30 if to... you would ask me what I thought the over under on that would be, I probably would have said like 45. Yeah. I don't, I, don't being, like, I don't see this being like a 30 to 20, 28 game. I think it's like. Yeah. Especially with Florida having not their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what Vegas knows here, but yeah, I, I, I like that pick. Definitely. Peter, what do you got for us? Hopefully, hopefully you uh, swing and miss on this. One. Yeah, yeah, I actually love that pick. How did I not see that line? Fifty-six is the total. Yeah, that seems like way too much. Either we're onto something, or we're all going to lose. On that. Oh, Vegas yeah. knows that something. Is, we don't. It's, yeah. it's a trap. It's a trap. Usually, usually these lines that I see, I'm like, oh, that's way too good to be true. Always a trap. Always a nah, yeah, I'll get burned. It'll probably be like 45 to like 52. <laughs> Quadruple overtime yeah. game. Oh, God. Sets the new record for 155 points scored a mm. game or something. No, the, yeah, that'd be cool. The way Joe Burrow's been playing this year, like that's the only way they hit that total. But I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I do too. What you got for us, Peter? Okay, the 1 and 0 reigning oh, champion. A yeah, best enjoy bet. Enjoy it while it lasts. All right. Enjoy it while it lasts. We're going back to the NFL, and we're teasing two road dogs this week. 
All right, oh, you ready? Lord. Talk to oh, okay. me. Okay. We're teasing me. two road dogs. So I do love road dogs. First one. Let's be clear. I, I was trying to find the stats on road teams this year, but the winning record or the, the record is like 39 wins, 23 losses. Yeah, the road teams have won more than home teams by a substantial amount. Yeah, so I'm just tossing that out there. So let's get into it. First leg of this two-team six-point tease. New Orleans on the road at Jacksonville, plus seven and a half. Gardner Minshew is not about to beat the New Orleans Saints by eight points. I know it's in Jacksonville, but the Saints don't doubt my man. The Saints are one of the best teams in the NFC. They proved it to us. Even without Drew Brees, this team looks for real. They look like a playoff team without their MVP. And you know, yeah, I, I like that line also. I was kind of surprised Jacksonville was favored. Mm-hmm. Teddy's coming home to Florida. He's starting to push the ball down the field. He had four touchdown passes last week against a surprisingly decent Tampa Bay defense. You know, a team that's actually been pretty solid on that side of the ball, excluding that down. Rams game. Yeah, they've been up and down. Yeah, they've, they've been up and down. And, okay, so what's the second leg? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Teddy's. Teddy's starting to push the ball down the field. There's no way Gardner beats them by eight. So the second leg of my ro- or of my teaser, the 49ers plus nine at the Rams. So the Niners are 2-0 and against the spread on the road this season. The spread is originally three points. So Vegas really likes San Francisco. It's clear with a three-point spread that they think these teams are about even. They're giving the Rams the three because they're at home. San Francisco is fourth in offensive DVOA and second in defensive DVOA. If you don't know what D- yeah, if you don't know what DVOA <laughs> is, it's the benchmark stat Speaking tongues. to assess how good an NFL team is. So that's that's serious. That pass rush, Nick Bosa was a freak this last week. He's gonna give Jared Goff the fits. I would not be surprised if they produced a couple turnovers. Goff is a fumble machine. And I think Kyle Shanahan's on his way to coach of the year. He's having a little McVay breakout year. He's he's going to get some assistance snatched up pretty soon. So New Orleans plus 7.5 at Jacksonville. San Francisco plus 9 at the Rams. Tease the road dogs, minus 110. That's my best bet That gives of the you week. minus 110? Okay. Yeah, 100 okay. to win 90. All right. I don't hate it. I wish I did. Uh, that's all I got, gentlemen. Y'all got anything else? Um, so I have the Nationals right now, money line. And they're down th- <laughs> oh, yeah. How's that looking? Yeah, uh, three to one right now. They scored. I don't know when they scored. I've kind of turned it off for the last like 30 minutes. What, inning? Eighth or ninth? Top now? seventh. They got to run it on first, oh, no wow. outs. So <laughs> when this comes out, I'll either be a very happy or very distraught man. So that's what <laughs> Where'd you get the money line at? Like plus 150? Yeah, plus 150. I was like, and it like the I wanted to bet the Dodgers, but it was like minus one seventy. I was yeah, like, I don't know. I saw like minus one sixty five. Yeah. Something like that. So I just kind of went with a little value, but yeah, send a nice. send a prayer for me, a delayed prayer. All right, we'll do, we'll do. Prayers up. All right, gentlemen. All right. I'll see y'all later.